Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. All right, so uh, let's dive in. I want to talk about the first reading that we had this morning for Mass. Let me do a little recap to get us situated to see where we are. So, the reading that we have uh, today, in the background, what just happened in the book of Samuel is you have David. Remember David? He was the shepherd boy. He was the youngest brother of all of these older brothers. And he was the one that Samuel said, that's the one, anoint him. He's the one who then gets asked by God to face down the giant. Anybody remember the giant's name that David defeats? What's his name? Goliath. Everyone say Goliath. So David, with a slingshot and a rock, takes down this giant. And he gets Goliath right there. And Goliath goes down dead. And everyone's like, unbelievable. Everyone, no one could believe it. No one thought, nobody thought that that's how that battle was going to end. Nobody thought that David was going to beat Goliath. But he did. He beat Goliath, which is amazing. So, you have this huge victory for Israel, and the armies start coming back to the capital. So you got you have to picture this, this big parade. All the armies, all the soldiers are coming back to the city. You've got Saul, who's the king. You've got David with them. They're like, that was amazing. You beat Goliath. I know, that was amazing. right? So everyone's going back to the city. And as they're coming in, you have to picture people on the right side of the road, the left side of the road. And they're cheering like, yeah, way to go, David. Way to go, Saul. And then you hear people starting to shout, Saul, who's the king, Saul killed thousands, but David killed tens of thousands. Which, which is more, thousands or tens of thousands? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. So what the crowd, what the people are realizing, what they're saying, Saul killed, he killed a lot of people, he was a great warrior, but David is an even better warrior. So Saul, he's hearing this. He starts hearing the people saying this stuff. And this is what, this is what the, the Bible says. Saul was angry and resentful of the song, hearing people say these things. For he thought, they give David ten thousands, but only thousands to me. And from that day on, Saul was jealous of David. Saul was jealous of David. Friends, I want to talk about jealousy this morning. I want to talk about jealousy. Every single one of us, I'm sure every single person in church this morning, whether you're in kindergarten or whether you're 80,000 years old, every single person in church this morning could tell a story of when we have felt jealous. Jealous of maybe it was Christmas morning and you opened this gift and then your sibling opened up that gift. You're like, oh man, I... That's a better gift. Or maybe you just feel like the friends around you, maybe you've got a friend who just like, they always have the newest clothes or the newest shoes or they got the coolest toys. Or maybe you get jealous when you hear that a friend of yours goes on this vacation, but you just don't get to go on vacation. Maybe you got a friend who always has a new video game or they get the new game system every single year, right? Look, we all, we all can tell our own stories of jealousy. We all, I'm sure, have different stories of when we have felt like, man, I, like, I wanted that, Right? Now look, we can, be, we can be jealous of things that other people have, right? I wanted that gift, I wanted that toy, I wanted those clothes, I wanted those shoes, like I'm jealous of things. 
But the jealousy that really, really begins to hurt, the jealousy that really kind of messes with our hearts is not so much having to do with things as it is when we begin to be jealous of like, the attention that other people get. Or we get jealous of how we think other people are being treated versus how we're being treated. Let me just tell you an example. Let me give you a story. So I have one younger brother. He's six years younger than me. His name is Scott. Maybe he's watching on live stream. Everyone say, hi, Scott. <laughs> so Scott's six years younger than me. When Scott turned three years old, when he was about three years old, all the cousins on my dad's side of the family came over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. So all of my cousins were all right around the same age. My cousin Brad, my cousin John, my cousin Adam, my cousin Nicole, and me were all right around the same age within like a year or two of each other. And then there's six years and Scott, right? So when Scott was born, he was the, he was the brand new baby cousin. Everyone thought, well, that's fun. We got a new baby in the family. And when Scott turned three, everyone was over for Thanksgiving. And, and those of you who have like maybe three-year-old like little siblings, you know three-year-olds are kind of goofy. They're like just ridiculous. They say silly things. They do silly things. They dance. They're all just, they're just wild, right? So all the cousins are there and Scott's there and he's just, he's being a goofball, right? He's three. And my cousins thought he was amazing. They thought he was hilarious. They didn't have a baby brother. They didn't have a baby sibling. And so my cousins, all they wanted to do was be with Scott. They wanted to hear Scott tell funny stories. Scott, say this. Scott, do this. Scott, jump over here. Scott, do this face. They wanted just to see Scott do things. And I'm sitting there going, you're like, what about, what about me? Hey, remember me? I'm your cousin. Remember me? And I got to be honest, like that whole Thanksgiving time when my cousins were there and they're playing with Scott, and I just felt like, man, Scott's, Scott must be cooler than me. Scott must be funnier than me. Like, he's, he's better than me. They like him more. They love him more, apparently. Like, I felt really, like, jealous because of the attention that he was getting versus what I was getting. Look, I... I Maybe some of you have felt this before, maybe in your own families, right? This, this sibling, this person, that cousin, right? Maybe you felt that in your own family, or maybe you even feel that in your classrooms at school, right? Maybe there's like one of your classmates, maybe they get praised for something that they do really well, and your teacher like points them out and says, look how great this person was, look how great a job they did, and you're sitting there feeling like, does anybody see me? Does anybody notice me? Am I just like invisible over here? We can get jealous of how other people seem to be getting treated, right? Now let me ask you this question. Is it, is it wrong or bad or sinful to desire to be noticed or to desire to be seen or to desire to be praised? Is it sinful to desire to be loved? Yes or no? No, it is not wrong. None of those things are wrong. Like, I wasn't wrong or bad for wanting my other cousins to notice me, to play with me, to want to be with me. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing evil about that. That's, that's what it means to be human. Like, I want to be loved. You want to be loved. Raise your hand if you want to be loved. That's right. Every single one of us. We all want to be loved. Because guess what? You're human, right? We're human. We want to be loved. So it's not evil to do those things, but here's where it comes in. This is where we got to get this right. And this is where, honestly, most of us get jealousy wrong. The problem is not, like, the desire to be noticed. That's not the problem. The problem is where we start looking 
to have an answer to those things, right? We start looking to other people around us to satisfy that part of our heart that wants to be noticed. If I can put it this way, we need to stop looking around to the people around us to say, hey, notice me too, play with me too, love me too. We need to stop looking around us and we need to start looking up. We need to start looking up. And by that, I mean we need to bring our hearts, because you got a heart, we need to bring our hearts to God the Father. Because here's the truth. Here's the absolute truth. There is nobody in the universe exactly like you. You are the only you. Point to yourself. Point to yourself. You, me, you are the only you that has ever existed. You are the only you that is ever going to exist. Okay, you can put your hands down. You are the only version of you. There's not like another you that God's like, well, in like 500 years, I'm going to make another one of him. That's not how it works. You are utterly unique and unrepeatable and irreplaceable. And what that means is God the Father, who made the universe, which is so massive, so big, so beautiful, God the Father made you. He said, I want a universe that has you in it. And his attention His eyes are always on you. That's the amazing thing about our God. It's not as though he's like, it's not like God's just like looking at the United States of America, like this big map with all the seven billion people in it, right? It's not as though he's looking at everybody, like as a group. He looks at individuals. He's looking at you. You have his attention, like right now. Right now, you have his attention. His eyes are fixed on you. Not going, let me watch you mess up. I'm watching. You're going to mess up anytime. No, no, no. That's not how he's looking at you. He's looking at you going, I think you are amazing. He's looking at you saying, I think you are incredible. I think you're beautiful. I think you're capable. I think you're amazing. I think you're somebody worth knowing. He's looking at you saying, I see you. And here's what we got to do in those moments where jealousy starts bubbling up in our hearts. We're like, oh man, I just really want, I, I, I want to be noticed. I want to be seen. I want to be treated. Like when we feel jealousy bubbling up, we got to look up. You got to look up. Say, Father, what do you see? What do you see right now in me? What are you seeing right now in me? How are your eyes looking at me? Help me see how you see me. We have to look up. Because jealousy, friends, will never be fixed by looking around us. It's going to be fixed when we look to the Father and say, Father, show me again how much you love me. Tell me again how much you love me. Tell me again how much I matter to you. I need you to just tell me again. we got to look up. So, friends, Saul is jealous of David. We get jealous of each other all the time. But the way that we get out of it, by looking up. So where are you going to look? One more time, where are you going to look? Amen.